Okay, uh, here we go. Uh, so we're going to be uh, uh, talking uh, about um, Ephesians chapter 5, and really this whole entire section is about walking in the light. So uh, I'm going to read uh, the passage, uh, kind of beginning in, in verse uh, 5, uh, chapter uh, chapter 5, verse 6, kind of read to verse 17, make some comments, and then we'll, um, we'll pray. Uh, so let's just start with the word. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 6. Uh, Let no one deceive you with empty words, for because of these things the wrath of God comes upon the sons of disobedience. Therefore do not become partners with them, for at one time you were in darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of light is found in all that is good and right and true. And try to discern what is pleasing to the Lord. Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. For it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of the time, because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. So as we're thinking about this, we're obviously going to be thinking about what does it mean to walk in the light. You can go all the way back to the beginning of chapter 5, and it says, Therefore, be imitators of God as beloved children, and walk in love as Christ loved us and gave himself uh, up for us as a fragrant offering and a sacrifice to God. So really this whole entire section is about being an imitator of God. Uh, so before we really kind of dive in, let me just pray uh, and that God would give us help to, to help him uh, walk as children of light. Father, we do pray that you would uh, bless this time in the word, uh, that you would reveal things by the power of your Holy Spirit, uh, teach and guide us, Lord, that we would become uh, imitators of you, Lord. Understanding that you what you have done for us, offering your son to die and to be to be raised for for our hope and justification, but also God that we would no longer walk in darkness, but that we would walk in the light. So God, we pray that you would help us, oh God, uh, walk in the light as your children uh, are commanded. We ask this in Jesus' name, Amen. So let's just kind of walk this through this verse, beginning in verse uh, eleven. So in in verse eleven it says, um, "Take no part." in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. So we have to first ask ourselves, okay, what does it mean by taking no part? And anytime you read scripture, you're doing this, you're reading scripture several ways. You read scripture one, and always first for your own heart, asking yourself, um, how am I taking uh, part, right? So we want to say, okay, the scripture is very clear, no part, right? Take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness. So we have to ask ourselves, are we taking part? Are we taking part in, in small ways, right, uh, in, in, in larger ways? Uh, some people who, who may be here may be struggling with uh, may, maybe a secret sin or a sin in a very large way, in a very pronounced way. Sometimes it's a very small ways. Uh, we know that sometimes uh, small ways where we kind of allow uh, darkness to come into our life, that kind of opens up to a more broad um, way. Right, so that the road is is sometimes the devil looks for a foothold in our life. Uh, you know, take a little bit of the flesh that he can expose that. So we have to ask ourselves: Are we taking part in any way? Um, so you know, obviously, there's the three main areas of our life where we live, work, and pray, play. Right. So now, where we live and work is kind of 
squeezed into one uh, for many of us. But we ask ourselves is, is where, where we're living and how I'm interacting with my family. Uh, are we taking part in, in, in things that are not, are not healthy and not good and not uh, honoring? Uh, are we working in, in maybe an industry or a way that is not um, honoring of the Lord? You know, it's interesting because, you know, we, there are certain areas of, of the, our, our economy that Christians probably shouldn't participate in. Uh, because it's ungodly, right? And you know, obviously, there's a there's a time when you first come to Christ and you're trying to walk and trying to figure out, okay, what is this? Is this a profession okay for me me to be a part of? As our economy continues to change, our culture continues to change. We're going to have to ask these questions. But not only you know, maybe where we live and work; those might be the maybe the less obvious ones. But where where we play, or how do how do we have recreation? Are those are there ways in which we are living that is um, un, unhelpful? So you have to think through your thoughts. Is our, is our mind going to things that are, that are we taking part in our minds and how we think about things? Our habits, are there certain habits in our life that, that, that may be helping us kind of leading towards darkness? It could be a, a large um, a wrath of things, guys. Um, um, array of things, that's what I wanted to say. A large array of things. We, we don't know, personally, I can't tell for each one of you how you're living your life and things that you're doing. These are questions that you should be asking uh, great for couples, husband and wife, to ask those questions. Are we? Do we have any habits in our home that would allow us maybe to kind of give a foothold for for darkness? It could be. Hey, maybe there's there's too much sarcasm or too much joking. Maybe a small way of of bitterness can kind of creep in. Are there any activities? Maybe those activities are are, are uh, sports activities uh, or maybe movies or different uh, things that that are habit um, that you guys are doing. Um, Okay. I was just told that I'm not sharing my screen. Um, okay. Um, sharing screen is paused. Bring the shared window to the front. Okay. Let me, I don't know what that means. Um, let me, let me try this again. So everyone is demuted. Um, I'm not sure if anyone would have shared that uh, nicely in the chat box. Cause I have this beautiful PowerPoint that I'm working with here and uh, you're all it's just, really nice. You know, really, really nice, and uh, my, my family's seeing it, but no one else is seeing it. Um, so let me try this again. Um, can you see, see the screen now? Can you see the screen now? Yay, all right, all right, okay. Man, it was so good, right? So no parts, I was kind of clicking on the screen, and it was kind of this beautiful presentation. It was, it was really wonderful. Um, so no part, right? And now we're at the idea of unfruitful. Uh, and and, and this, is, this is important because I think that, you know, I can, we can always talk about behaviors and habits. And like, you know, I think a lot of times when, when a pastor starts talking about what you should be doing with your life, people can get really defensive and we can start kind of being reaction of legalism. This is legalism. We want to be, be careful of that. But if you are a follower of the Lord Jesus Christ, if you believe that Jesus Christ died on the cross to pay for your sins, bore the wrath of God on your behalf, uh, moved away God's uh, holy justice against you and your sin, took it on himself, buried it in the grave, and then rose from the dead, sent it to heaven, and, and sent the Holy Spirit to remake your, your, your dead heart alive in him. If he has done that, and you are a regenerate believer, well, then you don't want anything in your life that's not going to help you become like Christ, right? So is there anything in your life that is not helping you become like, become like Christ? It is unfruitful. It is a fruit of the flesh, not a fruit of the of the spirit. Okay, so we want to make sure that we're we're, we're looking at these. Take no part in unfruitful things that are not going to help you come like 
Christ. And this is darkness, right? Darkness is, uh, it, it's of the evil one, right? So there's light and there's darkness. And you don't want to be doing anything that is partnering with Satan, partnering with deeds of darkness. And, you know, Satan wants you. He wants you to do things and he wants you to partner with him. He's, he's always in kind of inviting you in. Um, and we don't want to do that. We have to be aware of it. Okay. Um, so uh, the next idea here is we don't take part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead we expose them. Okay. So what, what is this, this idea? Well, we, we confess, right? We confess these things. The first thing we do is we confess these things to God, right? If we are participating in darkness in any way, Psalm 32, Psalm 51 are great Psalms of confession where you confess your sins before the Lord. This is the beginning. This is the beginning of, of our turning. And many of us, when we're struggling with sin, the last place we want to go is to the Lord because we feel dirty. We feel unworthy. Well, that's the whole point of the gospel. Jesus Christ died to, to make us uh, worthy to be able to approach him. Um, is the screen being still being shared? Can you guys still see the screen? Man. It keeps on pausing on me, guys. And I don't know why that's, that's the case. Um, resume share. How about that? Is that working again? Tell me if, give me a thumbs up. Okay. I'm a technological savant. I'm like Grant Hinson with technology. It's amazing. Um, uh, so this idea of confession, what we first want to do is we want to confess our sins to God. Okay. So when we expose them, expose them to the Lord first, right? I remember Max Phillips uh, talking uh, to us one day when he was sharing the gospel with someone in, in his um, uh, rehab room. And uh, he was saying, listen, I, I don't know where, who the Lord is, and I don't know how to talk to him, and and you know, do you can you help me? And Max tried to help him a little bit, then he kind of just looked at him and said, "You need to go to the Lord. You need to talk to the Lord about your sin, and not not us." So I encourage you to talk to the Lord about uh, any ways and confess that sin. Um, we also want to confess it to one another. Uh, we see that clearly in James five sixteen is that we want to confess our sins to one another. This is the the element of bringing it to the light. Sometimes we bring it to the Lord, and we can kind of hold on to it. We won't actually have power over that sin unless we bring it to one another, right? And we can lean on our brothers and sisters so that we can continue to help um, one another love uh, the Lord, okay? So this is a command. Confess your sins to one another. So bring people in your life. Allow them to see you so that they can help you grow in uh, the Lord. Uh, and lastly, we, we confess this to the body, right? If someone's continuing to live in sin, the Bible is very clear that we, we practice a, a process of church discipline, right? And that process of church discipline is to help save people's souls. This is how serious it is. Is that if someone's living in darkness, one day the Lord is going to return. And if you are living in darkness, are you going to shrink back at his coming? Afraid of him coming because of your of your sin. You may not be a Christian if you're loving the Lord. Right? We know this clear, clearly in the Bible. Those who practice unrighteousness will not inherit the kingdom of God. So we confess it to God, we confess it to one another, and then we confess it to the body as, as an act of uh, grace, okay? An act of um, help. The body is a help to us to help live in the Lord and not walk in, in darkness. When we go back to the text, it says, take no part in the unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them, for it is shameful even to speak of the things that they do in secret. But when anything is exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that becomes visible is light. Therefore, it says, awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine on you. Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, 
making the best use of the time because the days are evil. Therefore, do not be foolish, but understand the will of uh, what the will of the Lord is. So when you look at chat, uh, verses 13 and 14 uh, of Ephesians 5, it's really just your choice. Are, your, are you going to choose to walk in light or in darkness? I mean, it's a very clear verse, right? It says, um, for it is shameful to even speak of the things that people do in secret, right? The shameful things that uh, even in our society, people want to flaunt, right? Things that dishonor God. It's shameful to talk about those things. But when anything is exposed, it's uh, exposed by the light, it becomes visible. For anything that it becomes visible is light. It kind of says it twice. We, this is what our choice. If you're uh, living in such a way that is in darkness, you have a choice. You can choose light or you can choose darkness. You know, sadly, you know, when we work with um, folks in our congregation who are struggling with sin, uh, when people are struggling with sin and they confess it, God has, has freedom. Uh, God gives them freedom. Uh, but when there's, there's some people who are struggling with sin and the reality is, is that they don't want to remove, they don't want to leave darkness. They want to stay in the darkness. They want to kind of hold on to that. They don't really want to, they don't really want to, to be in the light, but when you come to the light, it's visible, right? You're not trying to hide anything anymore. You're trying to walk in the Lord. And this is the, 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 the therefore at the end of verse uh, 14, uh, we see, Repent, right? Therefore, it says, Awake, O sleeper, and arise from the dead, and Christ will shine from you. He's kind of giving us the gospel. Do you remember that, that, that Christ came to, to die on your behalf, to, to be dead and buried, and, and to arise? It says, Awake, O sleeper. Uh, those who are sleeping are those who are, who are living in darkness, and they're acting as if they don't know the Lord, right? Wake up. This is a challenge for all of us. Wake up. Arise, right? Stop living that way. Sometimes we need someone to kind of put their, our, their, their, their finger in our chest and say, stop it. Or plead with them, please stop living that way. Um, this is the idea of repentance. This is what Jesus said. This was the essence of Jesus' ministry. What did he say? His first words, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Listen, the, repent, repent. The kingdom of heaven is at hand. But not only repent, but think. So it says, Look carefully then how you walk, not as unwise, but as wise, making the best use of your time because the days are evil. This is just something that we're, we're called to do. We have to think, right? We have to think. Look carefully how, then how you walk. You know, we, are we walking in a way that is wise or is unwise? And notice what it's saying here. It doesn't say that, you know, what is right and what is wrong, okay? You know, I think this, there's, there's, there's things that are, that are right and there's things that are wrong, very clear. There's moral absolutes in the world. But there's some things that may not be inherently wrong, but may be unwise. So we just have to ask ourselves, we have to think, is this good for my soul? Is it good for my soul to stay up at two o'clock in the morning to uh, binge on movies? Is it good for my soul to, you know, X, Y, and Z, you name it, right? Could be a, a good thing, you know, that's not inherently wrong. Like a video game, playing a video game is not inherently wrong, but is that helping you draw, draw you to Christ? It could be, right? Or it could not be. We have to think and we have to look, okay? Because um, at the end it says, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Okay, we don't want to be foolish like the world. We want to live in like um, what the Lord wants us to live, okay? So the will of the Lord, okay? For this is the will of God, your sanctification that you abstain from sexual immorality, 
and you can just talk about just matters of the flesh here. There's an extension. So if you go all the way back to verse three, but sexual immorality and all impurity and covenants must not even be named among you as is improper, that is, as is proper among saints. So really this whole entire section, right, is this plea for us to, to not live in, in immorality, not to live according to the flesh, but to live that we would be holy, that he who called us is holy, that we would be holy like him. And this, this all starts when we think about the gospel, right? Uh, Paul says the same thing in Romans 12, right? He says, I appeal to you, therefore, brothers, by the mercies of God. We think about the mercies of God. We think about the magnitude of our sin, how our sin has wronged a holy God, right? That we rejected God's good word. We live for ourselves, right? And we think about the wrath that we justly deserved, the wrath of a holy, just, awesomely powerful God that we deserved. God gave us mercy. He didn't give us his wrath. He gave us grace. He gave us his love. When we think about that, what, should, what, what response should happen in our hearts? We should present our bodies to God. This is our spiritual act of worship. So we don't want to be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of our mind, by the word of God. We read the word of God. We take it in. We meditate on it. And that's what changes us. Okay? So by doing that, we can test uh, and discern what is the will of, will of God what is good, what is acceptable, and what is perfect. So let me just say this as kind, of, as kind of closing. When you think about your own life, you all have a choice to make. There may be things in your life right now that you have been felt the conviction of the Holy Spirit. You know that you probably have, should have stopped a long time ago, and yet you haven't. Today, repent. Turn from that, right? Live your life in a way that is wise. There, you, will, you will be a, it's hard. It's hard to bring things to the light. It's hard to walk in light when you're in darkness. It's just, there's a lot of of fear there. But beloved, I just plead with you. By the mercies of God, a God that is patient, a God that is kind, a God that delights when his children turn to him in, in forgiveness, for forgiveness, he delights in that. Beloved, turn to him. And then he will start remaking your mind so that you can know how to live and love him. That's my prayer for, for you tonight. Well, we're going to uh, stop.